Okay. All right. Here we go, Barry. So for all of you that are just tuning in, I just want you all to know that Barry is not driving. He is <laughs> in his driveway. Um, he has a house full of people and it's close quarters and he wanted the, the sound and everything to be just right for this really rich conversation that we're about to have. Um, I just wanted to kick it off with that because I definitely didn't want a bunch of comments or emails that are like, why are you interviewing people while they're driving? So no, I, I I promise I'm not driving. <laughs> Thank I you. Yeah. Um, so welcome to um, AmeriCorps Alum Network. Um, I'm Nikki Fiaco, and I'm the founder and the brainchild of these um, conversations that we're having with AmeriCorps alum or um, some default alums, which Barry, you'll get more into his uh, story as to how he became associated with um, the alum AmeriCorps Alumni Network. Um, and we're just here to share resources and shared experiences of going through national service. Um, we all had similar and different experiences, and I just thought it would be a great idea for all of us to come together and start learning from each other, sharing our skills, sharing our knowledge, um, providing professional development opportunities. And um, and Barry um, Kleiman, is that correct? Did you I say that right? right? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Um, has some really great resources to share from us and and decades of decades and decades of experience with um, um, networking and finding jobs and all that good stuff. So before we dive in, um, for those of you who watched the video for the first time today, I'm Nikki Fiaco. I'm an AmeriCorps alum. I was a state national AmeriCorps member, and I served in 2011 through 2012. I served in Anne Arundel County, Maryland at a regional park where I supported volunteers on the environmental education programs in the regional park, Quiet Waters. Um, and then from there, I was I was hired by my site and went on to do all sorts of things. I was executive director of the State Service Commission in Maryland. I was also down in South Carolina for a little bit. And so I have really spent more than a decade just living in the world of national service. And I always say this when I first started my, my service year with Volunteer Maryland, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I didn't even know I was signing up for AmeriCorps, but I, I'm really glad that I stuck it out. I made some lifelong friendship. And now I get I get to talk to AmeriCorps alum all across the country that are in different fields. And I, you know, have an interview coming up here soon with um an AmeriCorps alum who went through NCCC, had a transformative experience, and went into the world of pharmaceuticals. And I am so excited to share her conversation with you all. But today we are here with Barry Kleiman. And um, um, Barry, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. And you have a very interesting history of how you got connected to AmeriCorps alum. So I'm going to let you tell that story. And then we'll dive into some of the other um, expertise that you have. And I definitely want to touch on um, the book that you have, How the Truth Will Set You and Your Career Free. So Barry, take it away. Thank you. Thanks, Nikki. And thank you for doing this. Um, it is something that is... Um, I believe vitally important what, what you're doing. I think AmeriCorps, AmeriCorps alums are a vitally important uh, part of our, 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 our national infrastructure. And I am not uh, formally, I, or, or what could I say? I'm not, um, 
uh, officially, I don't know what the right word is, uh, 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 an AmeriCorps alum, and yet I am on AmeriCorps alum mailing list and and have been included in all their transmissions and, and things of that nature. So I don't know if it's honorary. It kind of doesn't matter. It's nomenclature. But um, I have, uh, I've spent 50 years, everybody, uh, um, in the executive search and executive development business. And uh, I can promise you 50 years, a long time. Um, and um, I came to work with, as a byproduct of that uh, experience and those experiences, I came to work with a um, a large local uh, AmeriCorps alum, uh, an organization that was actually the largest uh, sponsor of AmeriCorps alumni, AmeriCorps um, members in all of California, an organization called Bay Area Community Resources. And they literally, I don't know if they still are, but for many, many years, um, they were the largest uh, uh, sponsor of AmeriCorps members in, in the whole state of California. It's, it's a large state. Uh, the executive director and I became very close friends, and I essentially wound up doing a, a number of, some of which I still have recordings for if anybody wants to see them, um, uh, uh, um, hands-on, in-person seminars, uh, all day teaching events, um, you know, with some of their um, VISTA and still friends with some of the VISTA. And that was, you know, a bunch of years ago um, from there, because we got quote a little notorious for some of the work that we did with the local uh, BACR, I got asked to do some national uh, programs. And these were, I guess, webinars. They were not um, video. This is pre-video. But but post Alexander Graham Bell, <laughs> and we recorded them all. And um, these were with alums from, I want to say, forty states, uh, all across the the, the country. Um, I funded it myself. I did a series of five of them, and I took people through what I have learned to be mm, a process for understanding the game that you're about to play or the game that we're all always playing with, you know, as it relates to putting yourself out into the world beyond AmeriCorps. Um, and, and um, so anyway, at, at one point, I, I, I told Nick in the story, we were, we were um, within a few days of actually becoming the, um, um, the career development resource for all AmeriCorps alumni. And that was and, what uh, year? I think yeah. you said 2008. That's, that's a good question, Nikki. I wish I could remember. It, it would be easy to look up because the woman with whom we were in uh, negotiation with to do this and, and had an MOU all written up, Memo of Understanding, the whole deal was na her name is Amity Tripp. And the only way for me to uh, answer your question authentically would be to look up and see when Amity actually yeah. ended up leaving AmeriCorps. I don't know the answer, but fair enough, right? Yeah. And um, and so from there, AmeriCorps management, as it were, uh, leadership went through a few different changes and 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 people and and anyway, the work that we did um, got put into a different segment. Leadership viewed um, career development or how they wanted to go about it a different way, which is fine. I mean, I, I was not making a lot of money to um, you know to do this. I was really there because um, when I first learned about AmeriCorps through Bayer Community Resources and I got involved with them as an entity, 
I was in their board meetings and, and, and talking about direction for them as it re relates to life after AmeriCorps. Um, I just fell in love with it. I just thought it was one of the coolest things, you know, the coolest things I had seen. And, and, and I, I would always say that I think a, a gap year, a year of service should almost be, well, not should almost, I, I always believe it should be uh, mandatory for people either coming out of high school or college. You know, I, um, I, I know uh, Israel has a mandatory serve a year or two in the army. And this is not necessarily army, but you know, whatever, I, I, giving a year back is, is um, I know it's hard. Yeah. But I also know it's educational and, 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 um, and valuable from a growth standpoint, you know, from a, from a personal development standpoint, all these things. So anyway, I fell in love with it and have never backed off trying to help alums. And somehow, Nikki, you could tell me, I don't remember how we crossed paths. I don't remember. Hopefully yeah, you do. <laughs> I do remember. Um, I posted a link in the alumni LinkedIn, and I think you were one of the first people to comment okay. and and step step forward and say, you know, we had a great conversation one evening, and you just said, whatever you need, um, we can build courses, sure. we can you know share whatever. And I just thought, wow, like this is a community of people who. Um, even if they are honorary AmeriCorps alums, um, are willing, want to give back and want to continue to support um, national service members. You know, something that you had mentioned that I, I think is worth pointing out is that like a national service year can be difficult and challenging. The majority of the people that I've been speaking to moved across country. Like one of the biggest transitions for um, Aubrey Leverty, who was, I think, my second interview, said this was the first time that she'd ever been away from her family, like mm -hmm. states away, like time zones away. Um, so it can be very difficult. My service year wasn't challenging in the way of like, um, you know, I had a second income coming in and I was kind of established. So it was sort of like a thing where I could spend a year, to your point, it wasn't a gap year, but it was a year of gaining experience in something that I was interested in. And you can't get that through university experience. Um, you know, you have experiential learning, but it's very different than going out into the community and serving and actually leading and building skills. So when you're finished with your service year, boom, you can go in and we're going to talk about interviews and marketing yourself, but you can go in and you can talk about the projects that you did and and how you know a ranger didn't show up in my in my experience for uh you know an after school project and then you know I had to run it or whatever. Um so I think that's one of the things that AmeriCorps can definitely provide as well as the transformative like eye-opening wow this community is really suffering and I I want to do everything that I can to support them. Um okay we're gonna go into my favorite quote. Um, and I'm going to butcher it and then you're going to fix it. So <laughs> folks that are listening, um, like I said, I had a conversation with Barry, I think back in November, December of 2022. And um, we were talking about like networking, because I think I said on one of these interviews that my name should be um, Nikki Networking Fiaco because I love networking. And um, I think my last interview, we had said that it's, oh no, no, it's an upcoming interview. That's, this is networking at the next level, right? Like this is, this is 2023 networking through Zoom and LinkedIn. Um, but you pointed out, Barry, that it's not just who you know, 
or what you know, it's who knows what you know. And that is what can get you in the door. So let's just start there and tell me like how you came up with that, because it's true. Like it doesn't matter who knows Nikki, because if they don't know what I know, then I'm just Nikki, right? So tell me, let's let's dive into that because I think that is such a valuable sure. piece. And, and sure. if I said it wrong, correct. No, no, you actually did it. That, that was your best one so far. <laughs> no, that, you, you, you did great. Um, so I want to back up for a second because it ties together in general. Um, and this is obviously, you know, I'm very appreciative of of the relationship that that you and I have developed over the time. So this is, I'm going to say it to you as though I've known you for 20 years, and we can talk trash to one another, as it were. Oh no, as a, <laughs> no, no. As opposed to like being, um, you know, uh, uh, condescending or anything at all like that. So the simple truth is, me personally, I loathe the term networking. Um. I understand the concept, obviously. I mean, I I, I joke with people. Um, um, I had LinkedIn um, before LinkedIn ever existed as my own database, right? I, I had one. We're not in my. I'm not at my home office, obviously, and I'm not driving. I promise. Uh, but um, I had a Rolodex, right? An old school pre-database, yeah. And it, I, I counted at one point it had north of 8,500 names um, of people who I had spoken with or got referred to or whatever. But that was my job, right? And, mm-hmm. and but but the 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 um, the part about networking and I and it it builds into this next thing uh, of, that you asked me about is um, I, I have this phrase, and for whatever it's worth, everybody write it down if you care to, or Nikki, write it down. Um, but um, if if people say your network, your networking is your net worth, or your, your net worth is your network, that's how it's said, I believe. So I say if your network is, if your net worth is your network, then your ability to connect with people is the currency that drives it. That's money. Okay, that's that's it, in my opinion. Okay, so I'll say it again. If your network yes. is your net worth, and that we've all heard, I did not make that quote up. I'm sure you've heard it and, and whatever, right? But if your network is indeed your net worth, then the driving currency behind that is your ability to connect with people. So when people talk about networking in this kind of traditional sense, right? They view it as, you know, I'm going to come and schmooze and give out my card and yada, yada, yada. Um, do what you want, y'all. <laughs> but to me, you know, um, that that's what everybody else is doing. And again, mm-hmm. if you do what everybody else does, you're going to get what everybody else gets. So if you can find ways to connect with people right? It should be easy for you guys. You've already given, right? You're already understand service, right? So to be in service to others is how you begin connecting. Not a a friend and a mentor of mine, a gentleman named Joe Polish, um, just wrote a book, you know, what's in it for them. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have that mindset and, and keep trying to, um, 
connect, deliver, give first without any expectation of getting back. Um, Nikki, did I sign a $10 million or $30 million contract for this call? Exactly. <laughs> Right. right. I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, it's you, you mean thirty million doll hairs? <laughs> exactly. It's a Sunday morning, right? It's a context. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Um, you're right. Um, um, I have a, a nephew's on the PGA tour. He's playing golf right now. Uh, you know, in in, in 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 right actually next to where the golf uh, the wow. Super Bowl is going to be. I'd love to be watching Max play, but you know. We decided to do this and yeah. I'm happy to do it. Right. It's I, I'm not looking for stripes on my sleeve or, or, or anything at all like that. You know, you can pay me the 30 million in increments, yes. uh, but, but the idea is to give and then kind of see what happens. And you can't be afraid. You can't, well, you can, but I'm going to suggest to you not to be afraid of what comes back the other way, because ultimately water seeks its own level. Mm right? Water seeks its own level. You, There will be people, it happened to me six weeks ago, who will abuse your goodness. Mm. There will be. Mm -hmm. I'm not here spitting sugar plum fairies and saying, you know, kumbaya. People are people and, and there will be people who will abuse your goodness. You can't let their behavior um, drive how you're going to behave. Right. And how you're going to put yourself out into the market. You can. But I'm here to tell you again, as an older person and someone who. Um, I don't want to turn this into uh, uh, about me, but if you if you were to go to my LinkedIn profile, you could read dozens of testimonials that people have written about me. And I'm proud of that. But what I'm most proud of about it, and this is point what I'm trying to make to everybody else here is. Almost invariably, what the people who have kind enough to take their time to say something about me have written is the same. Mm. Barry's a good dude. He helped me do this. He helped me do that. And that's what, honestly, I'm most proud of because that is what it's what I try to put into the marketplace. It's it's who I am. It makes me able to sleep better at night right and 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 be in and then you find yourself connected to like-minded people yeah right um you know there's a line in a grateful dead song if you plant ice you're going to harvest wind mm. and, and and so anyway so i, I want to get back to what you were saying but i really need to make sure that the bedrock of 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 what I would hope to impart on anybody who gives a crap and wants to listen to this is what I just said. So I know Nikki is not transactional, but if you, if you go into these networking um, episodes mm -hmm. in a transactional mindset, that's what you're going to get back. Yeah. I, that's what I you're going to get back. So absolutely. I want to touch on, um, I was just, writing down some notes because you sure. triggered a few things that I remember. Um, one thing that I wanted, like that quote that you said about if your net worth is your network. If your your network, network yeah. Yeah. And, and I like, this is something that I had to lean into and I want anybody that is questioning um, your worth or your value is that what you hold in your your Rolodex in your brain or your Rolodex on LinkedIn or however you keep track of the people that you are interacting and connecting with, that 
nobody can take that away from you. So if you have to leave a position or you're moving into a position or you're not getting a fair shot, what you have to understand is you have human capital that you can spend. And that is something that nobody can ever, ever take away from you. So nurturing relationships is so important as you go through your career. Even if you're starting over, right? Even if you're starting in something new, you can still find the connections. And then two other things I just wanted to to, to mention was you said, um, like, if you go into your networking experiences as transactional or like you want to kind of stand out, right? Like people want to, you want people to come up and talk to you. And the craziest and most fun things that I ever heard was instead of being like, oh, hey, hey, Barry, like, what do you what do you do for a living or whatever? It's just so boring, you know, yep, or like, yep. or I introduce myself and I'm like, I'm Nikki Fiaco, And, you know, I'm, I, I work for Transform in Atlantic and they're based out of Hood College and it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. But if you go up to somebody and you're like, hey, Barry, what are you super jazzed about right now? People just look at you like, wait, you really want to listen to me? And I, I think coming up with maybe one or two or three um, interesting questions like that is is much more profound than going into um, a networking situation and in and, and a networking situation or, or time with a group of people that, you know, whatever. Um, and then also thinking about how do you want to represent yourself? Like, what do you want people, what's important for them to know and to remember from you after the, after you've interacted together? Um, and yeah, I think that was, those were the things that I really, I, I thought mm-hmm. really kind of fed off of what you said about like standing out. Oh, the other thing is in service, right? I will tell you, my brain works like this. I will be having a conversation with somebody. They'll tell me what they do, who they know. And all of a sudden that Rolodex is going crazy on the other side of my brain. I'm like, who can I connect them to? Who do they need to know? What projects do they need to know about? Do they know this person? And so it's not even about like, how could Nikki leverage this interaction with, for, for my good, it's more about like, and I, a lot of, oftentimes I introduce people like this. You guys just need to know each other. You need to know what he's doing and you need to know what she's doing. And, uh, you know, again, kind of going into the, um, the conversation or the, the networking situation in service to others. So in service, those are my thoughts. Serv- no, no, it, it, look, um, um, on my, I've got a couple of websites because I too have a nonprofit, which I've told you about. Um, but um, on my per- barryclimbing.com, the, the title page says share the ball. I'm a mm. basketball coach, you know, but, but that's the title page. I, I'm, it's a picture of me from a bunch of years ago with one of my favorite players I've ever coached, but the idea behind he's the best passer I've ever coached, but the idea behind it, always share the ball. And, and, and so that's, um, but, I, I wanted to bring it up before I get into it's not, you know, it's not what you know, it's who knows what you know, mm-hmm. uh, because this to me precedes that. And to me, um, this, the way I would talk to people about career and career development and, and overall development is this, this um, genuine connectivity mindset. Okay. Mm. I know it's hard by the way, everybody, I know it's hard, right? Cause you got to eat. I get it. Been there, done that. <laughs> right. But, um, being transactional is not a scalable model. 
And if every day you wake up and you have to make new friends to get what it is, you know, you're trying to get and, and, and to start a whole new network because you burn, you know, what's that for you burn the boats on, on your last one, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It, it's just a hard way to go. And so, um, but um, I know you're also not taught that in many forums, right? Like career services offices and colleges, um, their model is different, right? If you get a job, they think they did, you know, that's it. You went to wherever and we got you a job. And so see ya, you know, that's their model, right? Um, but you have, have to have a different model for your life, right? And the way that you want your uh, kind of brand to be. And that that mm -hmm. brand word, Nikki, I'm going to segue that into what you opened this yeah. conversation with, because I don't want to wax on, but I, I do need to make sure that I'm, I'm being clear. You don't have to agree with me, but I want to make sure that on this call that I am clear about the, that that would be my message to anybody and everybody with whom I have an opportunity to, you know, to, to, to speak. Um, so um, um, it's not what you know, it's who knows what you know, right? So uh, life in general, and again, this is not usually taught, um, is um, about that quote, right? In other words, um, every year from universities across the country, high schools, you know, whether you go to high school, college, you know, whatever, there are how many people who graduate with degrees in liberal arts, finance, accounting, chemistry, you know, name the major, right? How many? Hundreds, mm -hmm. if not thousands, yeah? Yeah. Fair enough? Hundreds of thousands. <laughs> yes, yeah. Right? And then it becomes exponential, right? Because that was the, the um, what year are we right now? 2023. Uh, the, what about the 2022 graduating class of that same major in the 2021 and the 2020? And, you know, mm -hmm. so there are right now um, how many thousands of people roaming the world with degrees in X, what's to differentiate them, mm -hmm. right? What's the difference? Well, I went to Cal or I went to, you're back in Maryland, uh, um, um, Towson you know, or, right. yeah, mm -hmm. you're, you know, I'm a turf, I'm a, you know, whatever, right? Um, nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. But when they know what you know, right, and how that might be able to help them, right, then all of a sudden they begin to care. Um, and so your, your um, job is to figure out who needs what, right, and find a way to let them know that you can supply what without being um, a blowhard, <laughs> In a networking <laughs> conversation, right? So I, I just want to give everybody an example. So the, the game becomes this game of marketing, but before you start to market, you have to understand who needs what, mm. right? As far as your background. Um, so, um, you know, Domino's Pizza, quick example, everybody. We're going to compare us all to Domino's Pizza. Domino's Pizza is not the best pizza in the world. People might like it, it's fine. Domino's, um, no pun, you know, the, the, uh, the cheese doesn't come from highly nurtured cows and the, and the, um, 
you know, the, the, the flour is not this, that, or the other thing, um, you know, and the sauce is not whatever. But what Domino's did to grow the brand was they, um, uh, what is it, 20, 20 minutes faster, free, whatever that tagline mm-hmm. was, right, Nick? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. And they put all their, their, their stores within um, a short distance to college campuses where mm-hmm. there were students staying up late at night sometimes maybe a little stoned or loaded or whatever, but minimally hungry study or sober <laughs> or sober. Right. But, but my point is, but hungry nonetheless. Yes. And so, you know, Domino's pizza grew their brand with not necessarily great pizza, but quick delivery to get you and I fed in a reasonably, um, uh, um, uh, reasonably good quality and, and reasonably price, but quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, that, that's that was the market that they served. You know, I, I live up in Berkeley, California. You know, it's kind of a foodie world, right? Not a lot of Domino's in Berkeley. There's one, right? But that's not, not the market, right? Even though there's a campus there, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, so that those companies, they understood where their market was and then how to serve them. So it's no different from you and I. If you have a degree mm-hmm. in chemistry or math or, 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 or whatever it is, now you have to find markets that need that. And then you have to be able to explain how what you know and your spin on it and how you communicate might help somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't, um, people get very frustrated, understandably. Look, I was in the jobs business for 50 years. I, I filled far fewer jobs that I worked on than, than filled. Were you right? a because recruiter? Is that, I was, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was ahead of mm-hmm. for 50 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, um, I only ate what I killed, so to speak, not to get credit, you know, but you had to find <laughs> yeah. people jobs that you didn't eat. Right? Yeah. But along the way, I never wanted to be that commodity guy who burned bridges every time. And again, I'm not bragging. I'm trying to make a point for all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, again, look at the LinkedIn profile. Nobody ever called me a sneak or a thief or a liar or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. More like Barry really helped, even if he didn't find me a job. That's what I wanted my brand to be. So all of you have to decide mm-hmm. how you want to be known in the market. Right. And again, it's not what you know, it's who knows what you know. And then find ways to get that transmitted to people by always helping first. In this day and age, um, one example I give, and Nikki, I'm happy to share it with, with you um, and, and your audience here if they like. But um, I, um, I taught a course down at a, a seminar in Florida a few years ago for a conference. It was actually called Generation W. It's a large women's event, actually. And the person who ran it, it's an old, old friend of mine. I taught a class called Leveraging LinkedIn. Mm. And it's not, you know, and, and the idea, my, my tagline from it is not, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's um, you either stand out or blend in in this life. On LinkedIn, there's ways to stand out where you don't have to sit and pontificate about how brilliant you are. You mm. can contribute to conversations in other ways. Gee, Barry, that's a really interesting spin. I read something like this in a book, but I didn't think twice about it. But the way you said it makes more sense to me. Or so are you whatever. saying like commenting on Absolute, somebody? Uh, okay. 100%. But in a gotcha. way that's not, you know, I know. Okay. Right. It's more contributory. Wow. That is a really interesting perspective or geez, that that's so good. I need to reread. It reminds me of a book I read that I put down and, you know, and I will just tell Mm -hmm. you that each week I do this still, 
Mm. I'm no longer in the search business, <laughs> but I still do it genuinely because it's interesting to me to be, to be in touch with people. Sorry about that. Guys. That's okay. That's a really good job. point. Like, and right. so um, I'll definitely drop this tip in the link in the comments, but for those of you who may have missed, cause Barry kind of like easily was just like, da-da-da. If you want to leverage your LinkedIn, which I know most of you that are watching this are on LinkedIn because you're the ones that reached out and said, yes, Nikki, do this. Right. Um, A way to stand out and not blend in is to make comments on LinkedIn, but not comments about yourself or your knowledge, but comments about the person posting. And you know what that reminds me of? And this is super superficial and listed. Not at all. Nothing. Rudimentary example. But when people say acknowledge somebody's birthday and then they talk about themselves like Barry you have helped me do all of these things and now I'm doing these things because I can do these things right no it's about Barry and his birthday and I think that like that is such a helpful tip and I I'm I'm gonna use it (laughs) I'm definitely gonna use it ironically what you just said Nikki so in this video, and again, I'm, I'm happy to share it. It is part of a, a, a kind of a quote unquote private group of videos that I use for my fifth quarter project, my, my nonprofit, but I'm uh-huh. happy to share it. But, um, you know, with AmeriCorps people, uh, but um, it, in that video, what you just said, I talk about, there was a woman in my class that day and she looked across the room and she saw a professor of hers from seven, 10, I don't remember, years ago. And she saw, oh my God, Dr. Levin, she's hugging and hugging. It was adorable, right? And it was complete coincidence. But I took that example in this class and said, you know, um, you lost track of, his name is Dr. Richard Lapchick, amazing man. Um, And, but now you see him. So you think it would behoove you to like send him a birthday card or or, yeah. you know, or, you know, now that you're back in touch with them or reach out to them every once in a while or drop a quick note. And again, if nothing comes of it, nothing comes of it. Right. Sorry about mm-hmm. the cam- camera movement. Again. You're good. We're um, good. Yeah. Um, but um, you just put it out there. You can't keep score in this game. Right. Of, of connectivity. I mean, you can if somebody is 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 being an ass, just cross <laughs> them off the list. Doesn't matter who they yeah. are. Right. But you keep trying to, again, water seeks its own level. Does that quote, I just said that for the first time, you know, as far as explaining is, does that resonate, Nikki, with what I'm trying to say about how you connect with people? You're, you're trying to find like minded people, you know, and, and people who, who, you know, who you could successfully collaborate with both, both from ethos perspective, you know, and, and, you know, and so forth and so on. So anyway, that, what you just said is is a hundred percent accurate and you know all depending on who the person is right um mm-hmm. i mean one of the greatest investments you can make everybody is 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 uh, uh i don't know how much stamps cost these days but um um yes uh, a postcard but a handwritten postcard yeah i'll, right? I'll give and, a, and, a, such a great example when i started it um as executive director of the maryland state service commission there were a uh, um a bunch of commissioners, several commissioners who were cycling off. They had filled their term, and they, but they were phenomenal. 
And um, I, I said to them, I said, you know, I feel like a freshman player getting on the team where all the, all the <laughs> seniors are graduating and I need you, I need some of you to stay. And so, and I, I didn't do this on purpose to keep them on, but I wanted to personally thank them. So I wrote yep. every single commissioner a handwritten thank you note. And by the fifth, sixth, 10th one, my handwriting was so bad. Um, but one of the commissioners that was so instrumental and so important to support me through that position told me that he stayed on because I sent him a personal thank you letter. And so I know it seems cliche, but it's not. It's 2023. People are like, how is this really mail, right? Like, I love it when I get stuff in the mail. So that's a good point. One of the things I wanted to circle back around, and if you have something else to close out this thought. Let's yeah, let, let, me, let me just add one more thing okay. to what you just said real quickly. Everybody grab a pen. If you feel like, write it down if you want. The emptiest mailbox, the emptiest mailbox in the world is the one at the end of your driveway. Mm. Which is to say, you know, how many emails do you get every day, Nikki? Yeah, hundreds. <laughs> hundreds, right? Yeah. Me too, right? Me too. And and I'm not that important, right? And I'm retired from my search business, so it's not, you know, but still, it's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. You just said it. When you get that postcard or that letter, um, I, quick story. Uh, I, um, I've been out of town. I was sick, as I told you, and, and uh, I really miss my grandkids. And so um, I, I found them. I went to Target one day and I found a couple of little just stupid gifts for them. A, a Spider-Man for my grandson and, and, and um, 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 what the hell is that thing? Oh, Paw Patrol uh, little drawing oh, yeah. pads for, yeah, right. Anyway, and I put them in an envelope. And I mailed them to my grandkids, right? My daughter sent me a video of them opening these packages. And they were more excited to open the thing than what, even what we, although the yeah. Spider-Man thing got a lot of traction. But but um, in either case, it, it, there's something about it, right? And so you can't obviously do it, you know, with everybody. But, you know, you'll find that the people who you can write to, physically write to, Mm -hmm. are going to wind up to be the people with whom you're more connected to because you have that, you know, relationship. And, and, and we, uh, last thing about it is, you know, um, your job, in my opinion, in this life to be able to connect with people better is to turn a digital world analog. Mm. What does that mean? Tell me what that means. It, it, well, you. basically what it means is, you know, we're in a digital world. We said email, 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 email. And when you wrote those five postcards or however many you wrote, that's analog. Mm. Right. Right. That's you writing down, you know, you speaking, gotcha. you're, you know, whatever. You're not texting. Texting is to say I'll be there at eight o'clock or I'm 10 minutes late or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But Barry, I can't thank you enough for the, you know, for the time you spent. I just wanted to, uh, you know, I can't fill it all in this postcard, but I did want to make sure you saw this and, and you know, blah, blah. And it's taking the time. So, mm -hmm. um, you all have to decide, and then we're going to move on, Nikki, one more time, but you all have to decide how you want to try to connect. Mm -hmm. Now, this falls on deaf ears. You know, I've wasted your time, and I apologize for that, but that's, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you what I believe, and Nikki mm -hmm. asked me to come on, so that's it. So move on, Nick. I'm sorry. No, this is great, and and it's true, and it's, I, I believe, I said before we hit recording, like, 
for you all listening, we were chatting about 15, 20 minutes before we got on here. I'm like, okay, we got to just start recording because we were going to have such a rich conversation. (laughs) Um, But one of the things that um, you said when we first started talking, um, I think we started chatting about resumes and you said it doesn't, it's not just like the resume is a tool, but there's so many more things that are wrapped around. So um, what credence do you give towards resumes? Cause I know that that's something I totally stress out about is, can it, is it supposed to only be one page? Am I covering everything? Am I writing too much? Am I hitting the things like what, it, what credence do you give to resumes? And then maybe touch in some of the, um, your book, which is, I think I said the title, how the truth will set you and your career free. You talk a lot about marketing yourself. Um, and, you know, let's, let's dive into a little bit about, um, sure. about that, but first, what do you, how stressed out about resumes should we get? <laughs> well, it's a great question, right? And, 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 and um, I'm going to probably be um, Lucifer here, uh, you know, when I say this, but, um, but again, it's just my experience, right? I'm, I'm just sharing with you the lessons of 50 years trying to find jobs for people. Yeah, okay. yeah. And that, that's what I'm sharing. You don't need to believe it. It's up to you, right? But these are my lessons. This is what I've learned. So if you think about this logically, I believe, frankly, that um, the lowest ROI in the entire job search process is the time that people spend writing their resume. Mm. Not that you don't need a good resume. That's not yeah. the point, right? But if you think about it like this, right? So you spend. Well, I don't know, Nikki, early on, let, let me let me toss it back to you. Um, when you were writing resumes, you know, your own, um, how many hours would you spend writing a resume? Yeah, I mean, it would usually take me um, a, about an hour and a, a couple hours to put the content down. But then I would run it through a couple of my friends. Um, to be honest with you, my mom is my copy editor on every single thing that I do. Sure, sure, <laughs> She's a, sure, she sure. was an English major and um, she got me through university, uh, my undergraduate. And she also got me through my graduate certificate with University of Maryland. So, I mean, honestly, if I saw a job post, it would take me at least a week before I would actually apply for that position. And that would include, I would do the resume first and then the cover letter was the killer for me. Like that was something that I was like, oh my gosh, how do I pull out the right story to, you know? So yeah, I mean, it would take me weeks for resumes. Sure. 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 I mean, I literally would, I was like, I got to the point where I'm like, I want to just pay somebody to do this. So the reason I, I get it, and that's where everybody goes with this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so um to go back to the opening quote, it's not what you know, it's who knows what you know, right? So you take this resume, right? Um, so, um, and um, what is re- what is a resume is basically a collection of facts, you know? Mm. I mean, is that right? I mean, I, I don't want to, that's yeah. what I believe. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it's, that, it's true because, they're it's gonna ask you facts, about right? yeah, your exactly. name and your address and where you went to school and you know mm-hmm. your major, right? I mean, that's really what it is, right? Yes. I mean, you know, even if you have 40 years of experience, it's still a collection of those facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um I hate to keep doing this to you guys, but it's just how I roll, I guess. Um, 
I believe 100%. I don't think I'm the first person ever said this, but you know, whatever. Facts tell, but stories sell. Mm-hmm. Right. And and facts are facts, right? I'm a, I was a math major. I right? Okay. What does it do? For, remember, let's rewind the whole thing back. What does it do for me? Mm-hmm. Right. Me, the buyer. Right. And then there's one more thing. Um, you can, um, What's that a quote, Nick? If a tree falls in the forest, but there's nobody there, does it actually make Did it really noise? make noise? Right. 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 So you could write this resume, but until you can get that resume, that collection of facts, into the hands of a person who has the power to make a decision on what to do with it, yes, your ROI is is kaput. Right. It does, you can hire resume writers for you know thousands of dollars and they can write some pretty cool looking resumes Mm -hmm. but until they can tell you that that document is in the hands of somebody who has the opportunity to make a decision about what to do with it right it's it's a waste of time so just Mm -hmm. tell me if what i just said you know because again i'm 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 adamant about this but i don't i don't want to come off as as an ass this is just my experience. Right. And, and yeah. look, it's how I made my living. Right. Because mm-hmm. people would send me their resumes and then tell me, Barry, get, get, get it to the right person at the yeah. right time. Right. Right. I'm not yeah. a resume writer. I can write resumes, whatever, but my job is deliverability. You know, right? I, I, I agree. I agree with you on this. I mean, when I was deep in a job search, um, I, f- factually, I got further along in the interview when I knew people that were doing not maybe not the hiring, but they knew the people that were doing the thing and doing the hiring. And honestly, like that is what that this is one of the reasons why I wanted to start these conversations with AmeriCorps alumni is that there are thousands of individuals in this LinkedIn group that might be the ones making those decisions. And I've already seen like over the past couple of days in the LinkedIn group, there's more than 20 or 30 opportunities where somebody is hiring for either their organization or somebody they know. And that's why I think that these conversations are so important and that we have, like us AmeriCorps alum, we need to stay connected because, you know, my son might be looking for a job. I might yep. be looking for a job. I might be hiring and I'm more likely to be to hire somebody who's an AmeriCorps alum within our network um, than to go for somebody else. So I 100% agree that y- you got to get your resume into the hands of the people who can make a decision one way or another. You know, I've gotten far enough along into the hiring, into the interview process that I got to the very end and it was like, Sorry, no, thank you. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, well, it, and then it that's doesn't what I'm work just like, most well, that's of the your... time. Yeah, it right? does I mean, not it always work. It doesn't work most of the time. I mean, everybody yeah. needs to get that also, right? Just because yeah. somebody doesn't pick you doesn't mean you did wrong. It's just they didn't pick you, right? It's like yeah. go go to a restaurant and look at the menu. I mean, just because somebody doesn't order the whatever doesn't mean it's bad. They yeah. just had a different idea, right? Or or whatever. And, and oftentimes they're wrong, by the way, just to be clear, but that's out of your control, right? right? And so so to go back to the resume, so the resume is, you know, you talked about the book. Um, 
So the book is really a book about, and I don't want the title to scare anybody. And and again, Nikki, if anybody on this call wants a copy, you can post a link somewhere. I asked yeah. you to send me two bucks so I can cover the shipping. I also so I know you're real, but um, <laughs> I'll also send you back the two bucks if it if it breaks you. I, I really will in this group. But the book is um, it's a twelve chapter book, mm -hmm. right? And if I'm not mistaken. The chapter on resumes is either number nine or 10. I don't have it in front of me. Um, I will confirm. Right. You keep um, talking. Right. So, um, and the reason it's nine or 10 is not that it's not important. It, it is important. It's a vehicle to deliver some messaging. But if you think that, you know, most people write a resume and think they're looking for a job. Mm. Most people write a resume, they send it to Indeed and, 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 and you know, and oh, I'm looking. No, you're not. Trust mm -hmm. me, you're not, because that's what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so at some point, you need to decide how badly you want this job and then find ways to make sure that your resume and we can get into cover letters which is a whole other conversation which i'm glad you brought it up nikki because i believe deeply in them i am in, mm -hmm. in, in countless conversations about well they don't exist anymore it's all algorithm you can make it an algorithm if you choose to use it as an algorithm but i can promise you if you want to pay me a commensurate amount of money i'll get your resume and cover letter into the hands of the right person because that's what i mm -hmm. do <laughs> right but that you know it's not a special skill it's just that was my job, right? Um, yeah. But 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 the point I'm trying to make is resume uh, our cover letters are great, but until you understand the, how the machinery works, um, that this is a marketing endeavor. You, you are the product, and you got to find ways to get your product to the market, right? And it has mm -hmm. to be the right market, and you can't take yeah. it personally. Um, you don't know what's going on in the other person's life. They could have just been coming off a, a, a root canal or, or, or God forbid, a divorce or something worse. Yeah. And when it hits you, you don't, you don't know that, right? Which is why I also talk about continuing to follow up, right? Mm -hmm. um, in, in, in the book, you're, you, you would read that most of the jobs that I filled in my life, most of them, and that's, again, many, many decades um, were not the job that was originally opened in the first place for a person. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, hey, yeah. Barry, remember that guy you sent me or that woman you sent? Are they still available? Because we just opened up. You, you guys give companies too much credit. They don't know what the mm -hmm. hell they're doing either. In many cases, I it, love it's, that. It's, it's yeah. true. I mean, and they would admit yeah. it, right? So you have to be resolute with your mm. process. And and the other thing I want to just say, as far as the title of the book is concerned, the truth, it's, I don't know the truth, right? I'm not trying to tell you I'm some omnipotent soul. I'm not, I'm just like you, right? But the truth is kind of um, what you see when you look at yourself in the mirror and the mm. morning. how bad do you want what you say you want and to what ends are you willing to go to you know try to make it happen i don't mean in a nefarious way i mm -hmm. mean that, you know are you willing to outwork and outmarket right the the other person right mm -hmm. um again dominoes i mean there, there's some pretty um kind of um you know okay products in the world that have just won the marketing game because they were able to get their message to the people and they finally choose you know, that thing, even, even if uh, there are other products that are similar, 
Um, you can't believe that what you are is so completely unique that somebody should just see it and know it and say, oh, God, well, I've, I've met Barry Kleiman. You know, yeah. I've, I've met Nikki. Boom. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it becomes this process. Right. And, and mm -hmm. that's what I want to say is the truth about yeah. it so first it's your truth how bad do you really want it you know i hear people I, i've taught countless seminars they rehearse this elevator pitch is that the pitch that somebody wants to hear at that moment right yeah right i mean are you just uh you know i wrote about it in the book i'm i'm old right there was this doll when i was growing up called chatty kathy uh -huh. and uh um you know it was a doll you know and you pulled a a, a at the back of Chatty Kathy's neck, and she had about four spiels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm hungry. I want, you know, you can't yeah. turn into Chatty Kathy, right? You have to be this person that is, you know, first listening and responding to conversations and so forth. And this is, you know, what sets you apart. So I feel badly for people who who don't view the 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 job market and the hiring process and, and and this this what you and I are talking about in any way other than any other reality you know of of life um you know buying products at the supermarket waiting in line when you don't feel like it I mean there's there's just this yeah. human nature component to this that is not algorithmic it's human nature and, yeah. and, and that's what you need to understand. So I hope I'm not being too divergent, but it's important to me that. No, I think, I think you're bridging to something that maybe we can close on. Cause I, I think that this is important to touch on too, in your experience sure. with like placing people, um, yes, did you, did you provide, so, you know, that, that towards the end of the interview, you have five minutes left or whatever. And they're like, Oh, do yep. you have any questions for us? You know? And yep. it's like, yep. do, could you offer any suggestions? Um, you know, I have this one phrase that I say that is corny, but I think that it like stands, I stand apart from others. And I'm like, is there anything that I, that you haven't heard from me today for you to know that I'm actually the person that you want to hire? And they just look at me like, how do I answer that question? And, and, and it's purpose. I purposefully say that because sure, it's an sure. awkward question, but what are some things that, um, maybe people should take into consideration, um, about like almost interviewing the people that, you know, once they've gotten in the door, they've used the sure. tool. Oh, and by the way, resume was chapter, chapter 10. So you were okay. spot on, um, but <laughs> okay. what are maybe, maybe two or three questions that sure. people should, or things to consider asking sure. in the interview. And, and by the way, great question. And, and an important question. Um, and uh, again, one more thing, if you want, um, I don't have it in front of me again, not driving, but in my car, I don't have all my resources. I have a couple of YouTube channels. You know, again, it's, I'm not selling anybody anything. It's hundred percent free. One of them is I've answered LinkedIn's 26 most asked interview questions. LinkedIn had this AI, right? They, they decided what the 26 most asked interview questions were. Up to them, you know, however they figured it out. And I sat down and I looked at them and I said to myself, and they they gave their own answers. And then I said, okay, that's fine. Let me tell you how I would answer them. Wow. Based based on what I believe. And what I would tell you, Nikki, if you came to me, Barry, I'm really vexed. And this is what I would tell you if you were my daughter, if you were my wife, you know, whatever, right? This is what I would say. Um, so there, there is a, an experience 
expanded version of that, you know, and again, I'll share the links with you if you'll remind me, but to go back to your question. So um, there's a continuity to the way that I believe all this goes down because uh, I said it a minute ago, all this is about human nature, mm -hmm. right? Because it's one human to another, this whole process, right? Uh, it just is. Um, and um, um, your ability to connect is what's going to drive your net worth, okay? Mm -hmm. So to take that comment and to answer your question, um, hey, Barry, do you have any questions for me? Um, I argue this, Nikki, and I'll argue it until I can no longer speak. Um, the very first question I would ask somebody had it not come up previously, right, in the, in the context of the conversation sure. is, hey, Nikki, um, I would actually... And this is the very first question I would ask. Would you mind telling me something about you? Wow. That's what I would ask. Now, uh, so you, you know, you've, we've talked, I don't know, two, three times now, and this is, you're, you're stunned, maybe you're surprised by the comment, but being surprised, but knowing me a little bit and having shared dialogue mm -hmm. with me a bit. Why do you think that would be my first question? I feel like it levels the playing ground a little bit and brings out the humanity. Like you're sitting across the table from a person, you know, it may seem like it's a person with power, power over your future maybe, but when you learn something about them, it's, it brings down that, that guard where now maybe they're connecting with you now on a human level. Wait, wait, say that word again. They're what with me? They're connecting with you. Wait, one more time. <laughs> but that's I think the point, I said right? the right thing, folks. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the point. A right? connection. And so, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, and somebody might say, well, look, somebody might say, well, no, this is not about me. It's about you. Okay. You now know that person at that level. Sure. Yeah. Right. You now know yeah. that person at that level or they might say, well, you know, sure. I don't, what do you want to know about? Um, I personally would say, you know, really, frankly, anything you care to share. But this is I, I've talked a lot about me. Hopefully you learn me a little bit, but I would really love to know more about you. I see uh, you have a trophy behind you where you were. Uh, is that fence, you know, or were you, were you I see you were a golfer. I read on your LinkedIn profile that you were uh, the you finished third in the NCAA single golf, tennis, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, you know, I've played some tennis. What was that like? And mm -hmm. now you turn uh, interrogation into conversation. Mm. And yeah. this is the goal, right? And, and, and again, you're trying to connect with somebody, you, you know, and so that would be without any doubt, my first question. And, I, and again, I argue all the time, but it's been my experience just trying to share, you know, with, 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 um, with the audience uh, or your, your audience here, what, what I would say, because connection is that important to me. And so that would be it without doubt. Um, to go from there, I would delve more into um, um, the job. And you could say, look, um, there was uh, some my second kind of tier of questions was um, I wanted to make sure that I understood, if you don't mind, one more thing about the job. Back a few minutes ago, you mentioned X, Y, Z. And I was clear about X and Y, but not 100% Z, but I didn't want to interrupt the conversation at the time. 
Would you mind rewinding that just so I'm clear about it? That's 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 great. <laughs> so you so clarity about the job, so people realize mm-hmm. you're listening, yeah. as opposed to sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah, we'll right. figure it out once you hire me. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. now, again, and what is it? It's now conversation, mm-hmm. right? It's now mm-hmm. conversation. And so um, I could go on again. I wrote about it in, in, in the book a little bit, but um, certainly um, salary is never mm-hmm. comes up to me. It's not, it's not the time and place yet. Mm-hmm. Um, at, yeah. at all, right? You know, in, in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, the next thing I I would really talk about, you know, honestly, is internal customers. So mm. you could say, well, when you mentioned Z, you know, so we re, we rehash Z. So you know, whatever Z was, right? In this this thing that I didn't understand. Um, yeah. Who who are my internal customers to make Z happen? Mm-hmm. because if I can, I know who they are and I know what they need to happen, I'm going to be successful, right? So yeah. who are they? How do they fit in? And then I would, it's a little deeper dive into the job, mm-hmm. right? And and and, um, and ultimately, by the way, my fifth one is future. And you can say, hey, look, Nikki, I, I get it. Um, just one other question. Um, if I did everything we just said and did it really, really yeah. well, um, today, what's today, Nick? Uh, uh, February 12th. Mm-hmm. Now, on February 12th of 2025, where could a job like this lead? Oh, wow. That's a power. That is great. So, I two years that. ahead, right? Yeah. Two years ahead, did everything you asked me to do, checked every single box. Where could, I'm not looking for a guarantee. I'm just looking for options so I can see the future mm-hmm. because the future matters to me. Right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not here to just, you know, dig ditches for the rest of my life, so to speak. Um, but if digging ditches leads me to a, a lead contractor role where I'm supervising, that's kind of what I would want to know. But you preface it with this two year thing. So the person on the other side of the desk understands that you're just not walking into looking for an instant promotion. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that it I think that it's powerful in a way that you're you're not looking for an instant promotion, but you're somebody that has a vision and has goals and it's showing that like and I plan on being here for at least two years and I'm hoping to grow within your organization. Wow, that was really good. I'm not looking for a job anytime soon, but I'm going to make sure I write that down. No, 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 it's it's fine. And then, um, I mean, look, I teach a whole course on just interviewing, but the last thing I want to say about what you just asked me, that group of questions is, um, you know, in many companies, you might interview four or five people, right? Yeah. Um, That group of questions is, I mean this in the best of ways, generic modular you could mm. ask those same questions to every single segment of the people across every single interview so when they all convene later what'd you think of uh Barry? what do you think i don't know he asked me that well he asked me that too mm-hmm. that's a good thing mm-hmm. because it shows that you have a very specific vision for yourself and a very specific thing that you're looking to find out and so if consistency is is their biggest complaint about you yeah you know that's cool as opposed to trying to make it up as you go along because now you're kind of scared i wonder why he didn't ask me that 
Mm-hmm. That would have been a better question for me. So mm-hmm. this level of consistency shows that you've thought through what you're trying to get out of this. So never be afraid to be consistent across the board as opposed to reinvent the wheel with each person you're meeting with. So that's yeah. my last comment. Does that make sense, Nikki? Yeah, that was, wow. I, I This was, the, yes, my mind is blown. <laughs> and oh. And it's like so helpful because- you know, you can Google these questions and you can get responses, but you, you know, like you said, you spent however many years placing people and getting people ready for job interviews and and everything. So to hear, hear your suggestions and to know that you have a space in your heart specifically for AmeriCorps, AmeriCorps alumni, um, it's important for us to take this you know, it's just such valuable information. And we've got, this has been the longest conversation that I've had. (laughs) And so, no, it's, it's great. And I'm hoping that everybody who tuned in are still listening, or they're going to come back and listen, because I think that um, to, to like speak into your value and to show up as the person that you want to be going way back to the beginning of our conversation, deciding who, who, how you want to show up and how you want to market yourself and who you want to be to other people, that will bring you full circle to be able to ask those questions during the interview in your full yep. integrity. And yep. to me, integrity is my number one value. Anybody who's close to me understands that my word Like sometimes I say things just to hold myself accountable for, you know, I put it out there. I said I was going to put these podcasts out and then I had to do it. Good on Um, you. So that, yeah, I think everything that you said during our conversation, I feel like there's still so much more I have for you, but I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you weren't feeling well and you're sitting in a car. (laughs) I am not driving, (laughs) not driving. Um, And, you know, just continuing this conversation all the way back from November of last year. And, and, um, you know, you've said some really kind words to me and, and I, you know, we've just met over social media over LinkedIn and over um, a couple of Zoom videos and and chats back and forth. And um, I just really thank you for spending the time with this group and sharing your knowledge and offering to share all those links. I will definitely follow up and make sure that they're in the the notes on this, um, this, this YouTube. Um, What are any last words or anything that you want this group to take away with, uh, take away from? Um, And then Did you want to touch on a little bit about the fifth quarter project and what that is? And, you know, I just Um, want to hold space for that as well. Sure. You're kind. Uh, I mean, yeah, the fifth quarter project is, um, is, um, it's my own um, iteration of AmeriCorps alums. Hmm. But, um, and, and the way I say that it, it, it is, um, so I've, you know, I, I've coached um, high school basketball. I don't anymore, but I coached for 25 years. Um, I was involved in it at, at, at many levels and, and um, we even won a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. One of the things that I learned along the way uh, is um, um the path that um, athletes who don't get to um, make the bulk of their living playing the sport that they love and what happens to them. Mm. Um, and they become uh, many of them, not at all, you know, and, and there's no all inclusive anything, by the way, 
Right. Uh, but um, um, many of them um, get into a pretty deep funk. And they've in many ways sold their soul to the game and now have really um, not sure where to turn. If, you know, many of them didn't really pay as much attention in the classroom as they might have or, you know, or whatever. They, they, their, their priorities kind of got um, out of whack. And so now you're, however old you are, and um, past playing prime, let's just put it at that. Uh, that's the name, the fifth quarter. And um, now you kind of have nowhere to turn. Um, so because I saw so many of these people, and I used to get calls from college coaches, hey, Barry, can you help so-and-so? Can you help so-and-so? Can you help so-and-so? Mm-hmm. And I finally realized this was its own pandemic mm-hmm. of, of people. And, 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 and so I founded the fifth quarter project, and we built cohorts of people. They have to apply. I don't charge anybody a nickel. Um, I try to get foundational funding and and and, and private funding, uh, uh, whatever. Um, but um, we build cohorts. People have to apply. They have to tell me that they're willing to um, do what it is we're asking them to do because it is a paradigm shift. I'm sure, yeah. Nikki, in many ways, a little bit like what you know I've suggested to what some people believe is the process. And anyway, so we try to help people, you know, go from where they are to where they want to be. Um, mm-hmm. all they all they need to do, um, and, and you'll appreciate this as somebody who has served, is um, if we help them, then they need to go back into the community from where they came and provide 100 service hours in a year, two weeks, two weeks, yeah. uh, two hours a week for a year. I won't I won't audit it. You're on your own. You know, if you want to be a, you know, you want you want to try to game the system, then that's who you are. And I'm not, I, I don't right. have time to worry about it. You know, I I, I don't. You know, that's on you, not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, so, anyway, so that, that's really what, so it's an offshoot of, frankly, so many of the programs that I've, I've worked with AmeriCorps on. And again, I have all kind of links to videos of other classes I've taught and uh, with groups of Vista, you know, and so forth and so on. But that's really, you know, what it is because, you know, honestly, I can't teach geometry, Nikki. Uh, you know, and, and uh, I'm a terrible speller. Uh, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. So this is what I've learned. And in my, my own kind of, you know, ethos, whatever you want to call it, I'm just trying to share the ball with what I, what I know. I feel bad for people who um, take what's uh, human nature and they take it personally, uh, as opposed to have a bigger plan for themselves. Cause you know, Mm -hmm. so much of this doesn't work right all the time and 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 it's more like being resolute and the truth about what you really want to happen and just be willing to grind you're going to be disappointed by people you know along the way but just don't disappoint yourself right and Mm -hmm. that's kind of the support that you know we try to provide you know both with americorps and fifth quarter so so that's what it's all about i do have another course that i start teaching i'm finishing the book on an interview it's called successful interviewing i think interviewing is one of the most misunderstood things going and and the last thing i'll say about it is um if you google interview tips you do it right now you're going to come up with at least three commas worth of tips on interviewing Mm mm-hmm I, I did one search where I think it was 9 billion tips. Oh my the, the search numbers vary. My yeah. point to people is, which are you going to choose? Yes. Right. Yeah. And so, but again, there has to be a methodology in a systematic way to approach it based on what you want to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and build your process around that and, and be able to share stories. You know this, Nikki, by rote. You know it intuitively. 
mm. right? But but so many people go, well, I'm going to go and interview tomorrow. Let me Google some interview tips. Yeah. And they ask these, these, these pedestrian sort of questions, you know, and all of a sudden they're like everybody else. So anyway, that, that's kind of what I know. And, and um, again, I'm happy to share this with all you guys. And I want to thank you for, uh, for having me on and, and, and taking the time to listen to an old dude. Um, and, um, and if you, if you want to, you know, kind of do a redo or, or a part two, I'm, I'm, I'm here to serve, honestly, and, um, and, and happy to help. But um, I, I'm, I think everybody on this call, again, I, I, is this the second or third time we've spoken, Nikki? I think we've spoken, may, yeah, maybe tw- maybe three times now, but we have been okay. communicating okay. via email and yeah. Yeah. So I, the point I'm trying to make, um, Nikki and I are, and I feel very fortunate to know her, but it's not like we, huh. we, we go way back or anything at all like that. But, but um, um, I think you should all be grateful uh, to her for taking on this, this, um, oh. this, 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 this um, tool, right? And, and providing you with perspective of, of other people and other people's points of view. In the fifth quarter project, I've interviewed dozens of people, CFOs, CMOs, authors, speakers, former pro athletes, all to provide their own perspective on how their mm-hmm. careers have developed. So Nikki is doing the exact same thing, right? Or almost exact same thing with some of the people that she's bringing to you. So you really uh, should um, um, uh, at least consider <laughs> the message that she's trying to bring to you, because I know it's with all good intent and helpful. And, um, you know, so anyway, so I thank you, Nikki, for what you're trying to do for, for the rest. And, and uh, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Maybe we can all get a little bit better, you know? Yeah. Uh, so um, anyway, so thank you for having me on. And I appreciate it. And, and um, I'm here to serve. Like I said, if I can help in any way, don't, don't, please don't be a stranger. Well, I have a chance to uh, view a replay of this. Absolutely. Um, that was so kind. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you so much. That was so kind and I appreciate it. And I do, uh, it's been so much fun getting to know people. Um, the conversation I have pre conversations with people just to kind of get an understanding of where they're coming from so I can get my thoughts together. I love talking and interviewing people. Um, and it's just, they keep pouring in through LinkedIn and messaging. So I am excited. I I don't know where this is going, but I think it's going in a great direction. So I will, let's close out. So, um, Barry, this was great. And for folks that are still listening in, we will have all of the links in the uh, description below. And I think we will definitely need to do a follow-up because there were still so many things I needed to ask you. But for now, again, thank you for tuning in to the AmeriCorps alums network. And we'll have, uh, we'll be back here soon with some more great conversations. So thank you and see y'all later. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you. Uh Talk soon. Okay.